What is going on, everybody? This is your host, Josh Milligan, and welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. Today's episode is number 93, Scripting the Unscripted. This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Welcome back to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, Filming with Josh is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Here on the podcast, we talk about all things video, from storyboarding and script writing, which is what we're going to talk about today, to how to price your work. We talk about it all here in Filming with Josh. We also have a private Facebook group called Filming with Josh, where you can come and share your videos, ask for feedback, um, tune into BTS shots that I'll post online or behind the scenes videos I'll do, um, or even share news of out upcoming equipment that's being released. So if you are interested in carrying on the conversation from the podcast and joining our private group, go to Facebook, type in Filming with Josh, and ask to join the group today. That's Filming with Josh on Facebook. Now, full disclosure, uh, those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while know that I record them from my home office which means you may or may not hear my kids in the background. I try to record these podcasts when my wife and kids are out or at the park or things like that, but this week we are cleaning our house and getting things ready for some different guests that we're having coming in, and so my wife and kids are here. So if you hear any random weird noises in the background, (laughs) that is going to be my kids. So full disclosure, you'll probably hear my kids at some point throughout this podcast episode. I am sitting here drinking a beer while editing photographs. By the way, my favorite beer is Dos Equis or Corona. I really like either one. Right now, I've been drinking uh, Corona Premier. I'm not like a huge drinker. I'm more of a social drinker, but sometimes I like to keep a few Dos Equis or Corona, or in this case, Corona Premier, uh, here in the house in the fridge. And during the middle of the day, if I'm like crushing out an edit, I'll have a beer. It's great. I like to have a dressed beer and it's just like a really cool way to just, I don't know, enjoy myself while I'm editing. And it kind of takes, takes some of the, like the focus that is required of editing that can sometimes be really intense. It kind of takes that off, off of you a little bit, just kind of makes you enjoy yourself and just relax, and I love that. So I'm actually editing a bunch of photographs I shot for um, a hospital branch that's opening up. I shot it last Friday, right before the hospital opened because they were furnishing it while I was there. And I'm going through and editing that, and I had to shoot bracketed photos for this job, and so I'm having to stack images in post, and there's things I have to remove because there were still some construction elements there that I'm trying my very best to get rid of in post. So it's been um, one of those days where you just want to have a drink while you're editing. (laughs) On that note too, like something that occurred to me right before I started the podcast while I was sitting here enjoying my beer, I noticed that We are on episode number 93, which is crazy to me. It means we are close to episode 100. I never thought when I started this podcast that I would keep it going this long, and I'm still not sure why I keep it going this long because I haven't monetized it. I make no money off this podcast. I've never asked to make money off this podcast. To me, this is just my way of helping people learn more about video, and I get nothing out of it other than getting the enjoyment of talking about something I love. Um, but I never thought when I started it, I would make it to a hundred episodes and we're not there yet, but we're getting dangerously 
close. So in saying that, if you have any ideas or thoughts on what you would like to hear for our 100th episode, shoot me an email at josh at rusticriver.media or better yet, go to the Filming with Josh Facebook group and share there what you'd like to hear on the 100th episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. I'd be curious to know. Today's episode is about scripting the unscripted. And you're probably wondering what the heck that means. You probably think I've had uh, a few too many beers before I launched this podcast, which could be true. But the reality is, is I listen to other video podcasts and all the time I hear the same thing over and over and over again, which is the story is keen, content is keen, it's all about the story. But then nobody ever goes on and talks about how to create a story or how to write a script or how to storyboard or anything like that. You never hear that side of it. You always hear that story is great, scripting is great, but then you never hear how it's done. I've talked some about that on this podcast. I've even gone through example scripts before, but today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about scripting the unscripted. And I think that a lot of people can benefit from listening to this episode. And the reason why I feel that way is because I meet a lot of people who feel like they cannot write scripts for their work because it's run and gun. But the truth is, you can script pretty much anything if you just do a little bit of planning. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And the reason why it's important is if you're just shooting from the hip with no plan or no script of any kind, even if it's just a small semi-scripted project, if you don't have any plan or any script going into your project and you're just completely shooting from the hip, praying and spraying, you are not going to do as good of a job as you would if you sat down and did your best to script it, even if it is an unscripted project. Now, what is an unscripted project? Well, an unscripted project would be a project that is unfolding in front of your eyes. Like commercial content, for example, you can script the entire thing, literally word for word, line for line, shot for shot. And I do that a lot in our work. The same thing is true with narrative work. Sometimes people might go off the cuff or might make changes during the middle of a shoot, but you can largely script, for the most part, everything that you see in a narrative project. That is scripted content through and through. Unscripted content would be something that is run and gun, guerrilla style filming where you're documenting something and you aren't quite sure what's going to happen, so you aren't quite sure exactly how the story is going to unfold. When I did outdoor television, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that is hunting and fishing shows, back when I did outdoor television, a lot of that stuff was unscripted because you don't know what's going to happen. If you were filming a fishing show, for example, you don't know if you're going to catch any fish or if the fish you're going to catch are going to be big or small. Is it going to be a tough day? Are you going to have weather issues? You don't know what's going to happen, right? So it's largely unscripted. The same is true for the hunting shows I worked with, right? Because when you're filming a hunting show, you don't know what is going to happen. Are you going to kill that deer that you've been after? Are you going to be able to find ducks in the marsh in Louisiana? You don't know yet because it hasn't happened. It hasn't taken place. And there are so many different styles of unscripted content. Like today, in one of the examples that we're going to talk about, it's going to be about following a baseball team, a collegiate baseball team and documenting their season. And we're going to talk about that as an example later in this project. But you don't know how the season's going to go. 
are they going to go far? Are they going to make it far? Are they not going to make it far? Are they going to win a bunch of games? They're going to lose a bunch of games. You don't know. It's unscripted. And so when I meet people that work on unscripted content and a lot of work you see on YouTube and online today, even marketing projects, a lot of times it's unscripted. And what I've noticed is when I meet people who film unscripted content, they don't think that there's any way to script it. They just feel like, hey, we don't know what's going to happen. We're just kind of filming as it happens. And, and we have a, a term for that back when I did outdoor TV, which is film and follow. And I think film and follow is unnecessary and is a bad approach to creating storied content. If you want to create a captivating project, something that really gets people's attention, that makes them want to watch it, something that's got a good plan, that's well executed, it needs to have a script, even if you're filming unscripted content. And so in today's episode, I want to give you a couple examples of how you can script unscripted content, even if you don't know what's going to happen. Now, I've been giving this some thought, thinking about how I can explain how to script unscripted projects. And I've come to the conclusion that the best approach is going to be to walk you through a couple of hypothetical examples of two hypothetical projects and how I personally would approach scripting them. So to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with an example project where, and again, this is all completely hypothetical. These are not real projects. I'm making these up, but these are going to be good examples of how to approach this. So I'm going to start with my first example and we'll just kind of go from there. In this first example hypothetical project, let's say that we are hired by a fly rod manufacturer. Let's just make up a fly rod manufacturer. We'll call it Josh's Fly Rods. So let's just say Josh's Fly Rods is getting ready to launch a new series of fly rods and they want to pay someone or a production company to go on a trip with a couple of fly fishermen down to Brazil where they're going to be fishing the Amazon basin for giant peacock bass. And they're going to be fly fishing for these giant peacock bass using some new fly fishing rods that are going to be launched by Josh's fly rod company. And so you are getting hired. Let's just say you're the one being hired, you, the person listening to this podcast, this is your project. So you are being hired to go with two people. We'll call them Chris and John. You're being hired to go with Chris and John down to Brazil, to the Amazon basin. And you're going to do a short film project about their trip down there using these new products to chase giant peacock bass. Now, you don't know what's going to happen. You have no clue. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. You can look at weather reports, but you don't really know what it's going to be like until you get there. You've never been to Brazil, let alone the Amazon basin. So you have no idea what the train is like. You can watch videos. You can read books or Google things online, but you don't really know because you've never personally been there. You've never chased peacock bass, you have absolutely no idea if you're even going to catch any. Are Chris and John going to be successful? Is this trip going to be a disaster? Is it going to be tough? Is it going to be easy? You have no idea. It is an unscripted project that you're getting hired to do, and you have no idea how it's going to unfold. So how in the world can you script something like that? Well, 
I'm going to show you. My first piece of advice when scripting unscripted content is to not make the unscripted portion of the project the main focal point. See, the unscripted portion of this project is the trip and the two guys, Chris and John, who are going down to Brazil to fish for peacock bass. We have no idea how the trip's going to go. So that whole thing is completely unscripted. But if we take a step back and we don't make that the focal point of the story, then we can script this project out. The unscripted portion of this project can be a subset of the main story. And if we treat it like that, then we'll have an easy time scripting this project. So if Chris and John and their trip to Brazil isn't the main focal point of the story, then what is the main focal point? Well, it's completely up to you, right? You can have whatever story you want or take it whatever way you want with whatever angle you want. But if it were me, this is what I would do. If this were my project, I would say, okay, I don't know how Chris and John's trip is going to go. I don't know if they're going to catch fish. I don't know if the, the weather's going to be good or bad. I don't know what to expect. But here's what I do know. I know that we are going to a beautiful place in Brazil, which is a different country where we're going to be chasing these really large world-renowned fish in the Amazon basin. And I'm going to make the fish, the place, and the people of Brazil my story. That's the focal point. Chris and John are a subset of that. They're just a part of the overall story. Their trip is how we're going there, and it's how we're showing the story of the people, the place, and the species of fish that we're after, but the people in the place and the species of fish are going to be the main focal point of the story. And see, if you have that thought process going in, then you can script for this project. So how can we go about scripting for it? Well, again, if it were me, here's what I would do. There goes my son crying. If you can hear it, this is what I was talking about earlier in the podcast. I have no control over that, so I apologize. Anyway, if it were me... These are the steps I would take to script this project out. So when I say scripting, I don't mean that you have to have a word-for-word, shot-for-shot, entire script like you would for a narrative project or a commercial project, but you still can have a theme and, an, and somewhat of an idea of how, how you're going to play this all out, how you're going to tell this story, and who's going to tell the story, and what the story is going to be about. You can script that out. And so how I plan to do this, if it were me, I would plan on making this an interview-driven project. And I would want to interview people from that area because I would want, again, make this project about the people of Brazil, the place of Brazil, and the species of fish that we're chasing. So what I would do is I would make a list of people that I would want to interview. And maybe you won't be able to interview all these people, but the more you have, the better. Even if you don't end up using the interviews, the more interviews you have, the better off you are. So here's what I would do. I would say, okay, well, we're going to, an, let's just say you're going to an outfitter. You probably will if you're going there. So you're going with an outfitter. So I would start with the outfitter. I would call the outfitter service hopefully they speak English. And what I would do is I would ask them some basic questions. First, I would say, hey, how is this trip going to go? Are we going to be guided by you personally? Or do you have like a group of guides or different guides that are going to be taking us out? And if so, what are their names? And then I'm going to jot all that down. And then I'm going to ask the outfitter, is it okay if I interview you 
and if I interview your guides for this project, which the outfitter will probably say sure because it's free publicity for them. So I'm gonna write down the names of the people and the fact that I have permission to film them. Next, I'm going to have a list of questions that I would want to ask the outfitter and the guides for the interviews. And instead of waiting until I get to Brazil, I'm gonna go ahead and ask them some of these questions over the phone so that I can start planning out a shot list. So to start, I would say to the outfitter, after he tells me that he, you know, we have permission to film them, I would say, okay, I'm gonna interview you while I'm there, but before I come, here are some of the questions I plan to ask you. Do you mind if I ask you them on the phone? And he or she will probably say sure. And so what I would do from there is I would ask them some basic questions. For example, I might say, who are you? How did you get started? Why do you uh, guide for a living? Why do you guide in uh, Brazil specifically? Um, what's it like to guide on the Amazon basin? What is it like to chase peacock bass? What makes peacock bass unique? What makes the Amazon basin unique? What other species of, of fish are there? What species of animals can people expect to see when they're there? Um, what's the overall experience like for people to come fish this place? Why is it different than other places in the world? And so I would just have a list of questions like that that I would ask him, and I would ask him these questions on the phone, take up a little bit of his time. And you're going to ask him these questions on camera, but by asking them this person the question on the phone, these questions on the phone, what you're able to do is come up with an idea of shots that you need to get to go with the answers that he or she is going to give you when you get there. Because if this person starts saying something, for example, like, well, you know, it all started with my great grandfather. Well, immediately now, you know, you need to include that in your project. So you, you stop him and you say, whoa, do you have any photographs of your great grandfather, any old pictures? And if they say yes, then you could say, dude, can you bring those when we come? I love to get shots of that. And so in your shot list, you can now start writing down, okay, I need to get shots of old photographs of the outfitter's grandfather because he is the one who started this business a hundred years ago, right? I'm just making this up. But so now, you know, in your shot list, you need to get shots of those photos. Maybe you sprawl them out on a table and you kind of pan over them with your camera, or maybe you have like a shot where, um, the outfitter is driving, uh, a boat and he's got one of those pictures, you know, mounted to, uh, the windshield, like right in front of the steering wheel. I don't know what it is, but you start jotting down in your shot list that you want to get f video footage of those old photographs of his grandfather. So you let him continue on with his story and, and he starts telling you like he started getting into guiding when he was 14 years old. So you say, do you have any photographs of you as a kid that you could bring? And hopefully that person will say yes. And you can put that down in your shot list. So then as he continues, he might say, you know, I fell in love with the Amazon basin because chasing fish in the Amazon is completely different than chasing fish anywhere on the world, uh, else in the world. And the reason is you're going to see so many different types of bait fish there. And so you can just put in your shot list, okay, get shots of bait fish. And then he might say, he or she might say, um, when you hook into a peacock bass, they fight unlike any other fish that exists. And so, I, I, and again, I'm just making this up guys, but you can write down, okay, shot list, need to get shots of fighting fish. So you just ask him these questions and you start jotting down in your shot list 
different shots that you know you're going to want to get. And all this is happening before you ever get there and before you actually ever film them in person. And so you just kind of run through all your questions and you write down shots that you can get to go with his questions or with his answers so that you have an understanding of the type of footage you want to capture before you ever get there. So if this person, he or she gives you... um, names of guides and potentially phone numbers of guides that work for them that you also want to interview, then you can try to contact those people and ask them similar questions. And you'll again, you'll have your questions written down before you ever go to Brazil, but you're going to go ahead and ask them the questions on the phone so that you can get an idea of what their answers are going to be and what shots you want to get to go with their answers. Because the idea is that you get B-roll that cuts with what they talk about in the interview. But the only way you know to do that is if you ask them ahead of time and you pre- plan and script it out. So you're going to do that for like the outfitter, the guides, etc. Next, you might say, well, I think a really cool aspect to incorporate in this project might be to bring in a local biologist and have a biologist talk about the Amazon basin and what makes it different. What is the fishery like? What's the water like? What's the terrain like? What kind of vegetation is there? What kind of uh, insects or bait do these fish eat, etc.? And so you can write down a list of questions and then call biologists in the area you're going to be going and see if any of them would be willing to be on camera. And if so, then on the phone, do the same thing. Ask them a list of questions and start jotting down shots to go with their answers. So if they're like, hey, you know, One of the things that's really unique is the terrain here. We have incredible woods. We have a lot of vegetation, a lot of different types of insects. And as he's saying all these things, or as she's saying these things, you're going to be jotting all these down in your shot list. And this person might go on to say, you know, one of the things that's really interesting is how the water, you know, stays at a certain temperature throughout most of the year. So you can write down, hey, let's get a shot of someone taking the water temperature. And then, you know, that they might go on and talk about how when you're in that particular area, you're going to see a certain species of bird that's only found there in the world. Okay, let's jot down on my list. I need to get a shot of that bird if we see one. You know, so you're going to go through and jot all these things down and do the same thing with the biologist that you did with the outfitter and the outfitter's guides. So you're pre-planning, you're scripting not only the questions, but a list of shots that you plan to get before you ever leave for your trip. And you could do this for anybody that you want to film, whether it's locals that um, that you run into that are fishing on the stream. Maybe you don't even have a phone number for them because you, you don't know who you're going to run into, but maybe on your trip, you might have a, a series of questions that you keep in a question bank, like in, on your phone, to ask local people if you run into local native people who are fishing on the river while you guys are on your trip. Like maybe you run into someone, a father and his son, who are native to the area and they're out in a boat, uh, an old beat up rustic looking boat and they're fishing and you guys run into them when you're out on the water. Well, maybe you can ask for permission to interview them and get their perspective and you have a list of questions that you could go ahead and jot down and have on your phone on a, in a question bank so that if you run into something like that, you already know what questions you're going to ask. So you jot all that down. It's all pre-production. You're just planning this project out and coming up with an idea of who you want to interview if you can get access to interview these people and what you want to ask them and shots that you want to get to go with their responses. That's the whole idea. That way, when you get to Brazil, you know what to do right off the bat. Now, there are other things you can jot down on your shot list before you go that 
may not come from responses that you get from people you question over the phone. These might just be general things that you know would be good to keep in the bank to help you tell your story. Some of those things might be time lapses, for example. Maybe you know that you need to carry one day into the next day into the next day for some reason, because maybe you want to show a chronological timeline of events of why you're, you know, of, of what I'm, what happens while you're there. So let's get some time lapses that can help move time throughout the day. So let's put in my shot list, time lapses, wide scenic time lapses of clouds moving by or sunrises or sunsets or anything like that that can help us progress time. Okay. So we put those in our shot list. Maybe, you know, we really want to get shots of the landscapes and terrain. So we're going to write down that we want to get, um, drone shots from up high. We want to get drone shots that are just barely above the water. We want to get tight drone shots of vegetation, uh, going through like the forest to cut with some of the things that biologists talk about, put all that down in our shot list. And maybe, you know, you just want to get some general shots of river and fish. So maybe you write down in your shot list, okay, we're going to get static shots of the river flowing. Uh, maybe the camera just barely above the water. Let's put that in the shot list. We want to get um, footage of different fish species. So maybe we bring a GoPro and put it in a dome housing, or maybe we even rent an underwater housing for our, our mirrorless camera or something like that. So we can get some underwater footage of fish species. So we jot that down in our list. And maybe we know that there's a certain insect that these fish key on, key in on this time of the year, and that we can expect to catch them on with the flies that we're going to throw. So we write down in our shot list that we need to get shots of those different insects, jot, 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 put all that down. So we're pre-planning and we're scripting this project out. We don't know what's going to happen with Chris and John on this trip. We have no idea if they're going to be successful or not, but it doesn't matter because they're not the main part of the story. The main part of the story is, are, is the guides, the outfitters, the people of Brazil, the people of the Amazon basin, that is your story. Them, the fish itself, and the place. That's your focal point. So Chris and John, they're just a part of your story. They're not the main focal point. So whatever happens on their trip is a subset of the main story. And so maybe they have great success and they catch a ton of fish and maybe they don't, but it doesn't matter because that's not the main focal point of the story. So even though their trip is unscripted, it doesn't matter. And that's the idea. If you have this thought process going in, then you can be highly successful and can have a great game plan before the project ever takes place. And you can have shots like, hey, we know like, we know we have to have Chris and John, so we're going to have shots of them. We're going to get dialogue of them talking about what's going on throughout the trip, and we're going to interview them throughout the day, every day, and have them tell us about what's going on, what they're seeing, what the weather's like, what the fishing's like, um, what the terrain is like, what this experience is like. Maybe we're going to ask them some interview questions like, why why Brazil? Why did you come here uh, over all the other places you've been? So maybe we write all those questions down and maybe we know we want to get shots of the rod that we're promoting, right, from Josh's Fly Rod Company. So we need to get plenty of shots of the rods, uh, slow motion shots of the rods being casted, uh, tight loops from the fly line extending from the rod as they're being casted. So we're going to write all that down and get slow motion shots of the rod being casted so we can show the loops it casts and how tight of a loop it casts. And we can do it in a way that shows the rod in slow motion so that we can show to potential customers the performance they can expect from these fly rods if they were to take them somewhere like this. Um, so we're going to write all those down in our shot list. And hey, we want to get shots of, of the reels um, as line is being pulled out from them. Maybe we want water flinging off the reels so we can 
put down in our notes, hey, take some water, pour it on a reel, and then have them strip line off the reel so water comes shooting off the reel. Uh, and so we write all that down in our shot list. And maybe we know we want to get shots of the traveling to and from Brazil. So we put down in our shot list that we're going to get shots at the airport of us walking through the airport. We're going to get shots of our baggage being checked in the uh, in, in the um, at, at the gate, and we're going to get shots of... Uh, us in the airport shooting outside of the window showing planes taking off outside of the airport from inside the airport and we're going to get shots from inside the plane as the plane takes off shooting out the window and we're going to get shots as the plane lands and so you can write all those down in your shot list like you are scripting this project out you are pre-planning you have a whole list of shots you need to get and you have a whole list of people you're going to interview and of questions you're going to ask before you ever go you have now scripted an unscripted project so if they go on this trip and it's really challenging that might be a small part of the story that you don't know is going to happen yet and you're going to capture and document that as it happens but it's just a subset of the main story you scripted the main story you're going to film these five or six interviews that you pre-planned and you're going to get the shots to go with their answers and that's your script and that's your story and then chris is drawn chris and john's trip there and their use of josh's new fly rod that's coming out that's a subset of the story and if you approach it like that you can script this unscripted project and be wildly successful if you go on this trip and you don't have a plan like that you don't pre-script that you don't make those phone calls and speak to the outfitters guides biologists ahead of time you don't have a shot list and you just go and shoot from the hip i can guarantee you that you will have a project that will pale in comparison to the person who goes there and plans it out. It will not be the same. It will not be as good. And so the next time you feel like you cannot script an unscripted project, know that that is just you tricking your mind into thinking that that's not possible. But the reality is you can script anything. And if you go in with a plan, you will do a better job because you'll get more shots. You'll get shots that are appropriate to your edit, not just random stuff. And you'll come home with a story that you can hand to an editor or if you're editing yourself that you can sit down and open up and just simply lay together because it was planned out before you ever left. Let's go to example two. Example two is going to take place at a mid-major college. Let's just call it Josh's College. And I know I'm using my name a bunch, but it's just for sake of the podcast. <laughs> but let's just say there's a college called Josh's College, and it is a mid-major college, meaning it is a D1 school, but it is not a school that is going to have the recognition or the resources or the funding or the enrollment that a school like the University of Texas or Alabama or Florida is going to have. So it's a mid-major school. It competes in D1, but it is not a major powerhouse school. So let's say this mid-major school, Josh's College, contacts you and says, hey, our baseball program has been doing really well over the last several years, and we've got some new key players that we've recruited out of high school this year that we think are going to help us make a serious run at the College World Series. And as a mid-major school, we would love to document that. 
we want to capture our season as it unfolds and see if we can make a deep run in the College World Series and capture it as it happens. And so you agree to the project, you're excited, this is cool, you're going to get to put your name uh, on a project that has to do with Josh's college, and like you're super stoked about it. But it's unscripted, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea how the season is going to unfold. Are they going to do good? Are they going to do bad? Are they going to do just okay? You don't know. Are there going to be a bunch of injuries? You have no idea. You have no idea what to expect because the season hasn't happened yet. They're just now getting ready to start training for the season. But I'm here to tell you, you can still script this project out. Just like our previous example in the Amazon Basin, we're going to treat this project as not knowing what's going to happen throughout the season, but not making that the focal point of the story. Once again, that's going to be a secondary story. We're going to make the main story Josh's college and its baseball program. That is going to be the focal point of our story. And if we approach it like that, then once again, the unscripted nature of the story doesn't matter. It's just a subset. It's a secondary thing. You're going to use it to carry on the the timeline and the pacing of the story, but it's not the main focus. The focus is Josh's college and its unique baseball program and why they think they have what it takes to make a deep college World Series run, despite the fact that they're a smaller school. So with that in mind, you can start writing out somewhat of a script. You can plan to interview certain people. Maybe you're going to interview the head baseball coach. You're going to interview assistant coaches. You're going to interview the athletic director, right? And so you write all those people down, and then you start planning out the questions you're going to ask them, just like what you plan to do for the trip to the Amazon. So you're going to ask them, why did you choose to coach at this school? What is it about this baseball program that is unique? Why do you think you have a shot at making a serious run into the College World Series this year, despite the fact that you're a smaller mid-major school? What is it about the players and personnel on this team that makes you buy into and believe in this team? You're going to ask all these questions and put them all down in a list. And then before you ever go and interview the coach, the coaches or or the players or the athletic directors or anything like that, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call them or at least see if you can drive to the school, meet with them in person. And you're just going to ask them some of these questions like a news reporter. And you're say, hey, I want to interview you. But before I do, here are some of the questions I'm going to ask you. Just off the cuff, can you kind of tell me answers to these questions? And then start jotting down shots that you want to get to go with their answers. And if the coach is like, well, you know, the head coach says, head coach, let's just say he says, hey, you know, I actually had the opportunity to coach at a much bigger school like Baylor, but I chose this particular college because I really believe in it. They have a rich history that dates back to some date, and they have, you know, players that have uh, gone through this program and gone on to be really successful and have Hall of Fame careers and the majors. Like, this is a great school with a historical program, and I love being here. I believe in it, and I think we're doing a lot of good for these players, and we're taking players and teaching them not only how to be good ball players, but how to be good men. And so you write all that down, and you say, okay, man, we got to get a bunch of shots to go with this. You talked about the history, so we need to get shots or old footage or old photographs that show the history of the school. You talked about Hall of Fame players that have come from this school, so we need to put down that we need to find access to footage of those old players whether it's pro level footage or whether it's footage from 
the university that they have on file somewhere. And maybe you have to go through some hoops to get permission to use that footage, but you're going to write all that down. Like, hey, if we can get access to this stuff, it's going to elevate our story. And so then you're going to talk about the coach's past and how he got into coaching baseball. So maybe you write down shots that go with that. Uh, maybe the coach talks about you know, how they have a, a really great uh, workout regimen that's really unique. So you write down shots that you want to get of different players working out, going through this workout regimen. And so you just start doing exactly what we did in our previous example. You're writing out a shot list to go with the questions you're going to ask when you get ready to interview these people. And so you start writing this whole list down and you do that for every person you plan to interview. And let's say the coach talks about some of the players when you're, when you're questioning him on the phone, Maybe he mentions like, oh man, we have this one ace pitcher that we just recruited from Austin, Texas, that we think is going to be the key to our success this season. And so you write down, okay, let's interview this player and get lots of footage of him training, and we're going to get shots of him pitching, and we're going to get shots of him running and working out. We're going to get shots of players in classes, including that player in class. And you're going to start writing down a bunch of shots that you plan to get. And you might have to get access to some of the stuff. You might have to ask for permission to film in some of the classes. I got permission last year to film inside of Stephen F. Austin State University classes while classes were happening. Um, so you might have to get through, you know, jump through some hoops and get permission, but you're going to write all these shots down because you know that they're going to help you tell your story. And so maybe then you call up that player and you say, hey, why did you choose this school? I want to interview you, but before I do, why did you choose this school when you could have gone to UT or something else? And maybe the player says, well, I chose this school because I know that if I come to this school, I'm going to get more playing time and I'm going to have a better shot of making it to the pros. And they have an incredible uh, uh, pitching coach that has a lot of experience of working with professional level athletes. And so you're like, well, crap. Okay. So I need to get an interview and footage of this pitching coach. You start jotting all that down. So you're building your story before the season ever even starts because that's your story. The story is the people, it's the team, it's the school. That's the story. And so no matter what happens throughout the season, you've got your story. You've scripted it and you've got all the shots that you want to get listed out in a shot list. I mean, you might add shots or remove shots as things happen, but you have a game plan going in of what you're going to capture and the questions you're going to ask and who you're going to ask them to. And so you're having that game plan. And so then at that point, when you're going into the season, it doesn't matter what happens, whether they have a great run or whether they completely have a colossal failure. It doesn't matter because the main story is the team the people, and the university. The program of itself is the story. And so that's our focal point going in, and you can script for that. Now, as the season unfolds, that's going to change part of your story. It might, uh, if, they, if they do really, really well, it might add to your story and beef up the things that you're talking about in those interviews. Or if they have a colossal collapse and, and they just completely fail and don't even win the division, then that might change your story some and you might have to document that and capture that as it unfolds and get some post-game interviews of players and what they felt happened and why they felt like they didn't reach this level of success that they were hoping for before the season started and so you might have to adapt as things unfold but you can still script like 80 percent of that project before you ever get started and that's going to allow you to approach it with a much better game plan with a better understanding of the shots you want to capture and the people you want to talk to and the story you want to tell. And if you approach a project like that, whether it's unscripted or not, 
you will do a much better job of producing an end product that is captivating to your audience and that has a well thought out beginning, middle, and end, even though you don't know what the end is going to be yet. So that's my advice is if you're going to take on an unscripted project, don't think you can't script it because you certainly can. You just have to figure out how can I tell a story that that really doesn't matter what happens during the journey. How can I tell a story where the journey just takes us to the story? And what shots can I get to go with that journey? And who can I talk to along the way? And if you think of that and you write all that down and you do a little bit of pre-planning, you spend a few days figuring all this out, then when it comes time to start hitting record on your camera, you're going to have a much better idea of who to film, what to ask, and what shots to get to go with it. And that is going to give you a more efficient end product, is gonna give yourself or your editor a much better time of figuring out how to string everything together, and it's gonna help you be a more successful storyteller, and it's gonna give your client more confidence and more faith in you because you have a plan. You see guys, I didn't always treat my projects like this. I've been to some really cool places, some gnarly places, but These were unscripted projects, and I, at the time, did not realize how I could approach scripting unscripted content. So I went and shot from the hip, and I told okay stories, but they weren't great. They could have been great, but I prevented them from being great because I didn't have a plan going in. I went to those destinations, to those cool places, shooting from the hip, and, and doing a film and follow, document what's happening kind of approach. And it was okay, but it wasn't great. It could have been great if I just would have sat down and thought about who I wanted to talk to, what I wanted to ask them, and what shots I wanted to get to go with those questions and those answers. And all I had to do was make some phone calls and sit down with a pen and paper, but I, I never took the time to do that because I didn't really know how. I didn't think you could do it because we didn't know what was going to happen. And I look back not necessarily with regret, but I look back and think of what could have been if only I had a little bit more experience and I had someone to show me how to script unscripted content. And so I'm hoping that by listening to this podcast, you will change your approach to filming something that's unscripted. There's all kinds of stories out there that are unscripted that you might want to tell. I only pulled two examples just for demonstration purposes of this podcast. But if you are a person who wants to tell stories that are unscripted, or maybe you're being hired to tell stories that are unscripted, don't think that means you can't have a script. Just because you don't know what's going to happen doesn't mean you still can't go in with a plan on how you're going to tell the story. And all it takes is a little bit of thought, a little bit of time, and a little bit of creativity. And if you can do that and do your homework, you will create a better product. And you won't be like me where you look back and think, man, if only I would have approached this differently when I went to that really cool place or when I met that really cool person or shot that really cool project, what could it have been if I just would have approached it this way? So hopefully this will give you some food for thought on how to approach your next unscripted project with a script. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you like the podcast, please rate it and subscribe to it. And be sure to go to Facebook and type in Filming with Josh and ask to join the group today. Again, that's Filming with Josh on Facebook. I'll see you all next week. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. 
catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.